listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Good evening, and this is Roy Masters, and trying to sound as young as I can be. I'm an old geezer, but I know a lot to share with you. It should be with older people to be able to counsel the younger persons. The trouble is older people get stale. They do. And they live their lives with medicine, mostly. I've been through all of that, but I have discovered something that it's not easy to share. It's not easy to explain. Yet it is very easy if you are able to grasp the tone of my voice, perhaps, and the few words I keep using over and over again, like getting your feelings hurt or get irritation, get irritable about this or that, or getting upset, which means being turned upside down, which way your um, ideas come from. I, I guess you never heard of that, because upside down, if you have a problem like um, being upset, which means back to front. It does, does it, upside down. And so if your soul is upset, it means that something has taken you over for good. Excuse me expressing myself, but it's simple words. Are you upset? What the hell are you upset about? Is it being is it worth being upset? And the answer is I'm sure if you have a brain for that the answer is it's not good to be upset. But how can I stop being upset if things upset me? All right, that makes sense. But how do you overcome how do you give up upset? How do you to how do you turn Upset to set up, to turn it back the other way. And what is the other way? One is heaven, and that's the only way I can say it for a moment because I can describe heaven if you want to. And give me a number of 800-866-8883. And I will only be on for an hour here, and you're going to be hearing programs that I've done many, many years ago, which are better than I'm doing now. As I said, I'm an old geezer, 89 years old, and I want to spend the rest of my life trying to help you discover what I discovered. And the beauty of it is, it's so simple, if I can just find the words, and if you open your heart to what I'm saying, and if you can hear the authority in my speech, that I live what I'm about to talk about to you. Now, I've started with, you know, one of the words which express itself in different words, like being upset, get your feelings hurt, getting annoyed, aggravated, intimidated, hateful, judgment. A judgment is simply the sum total of all your hatreds and hostilities that you're not able to express because it's horrible. It really is to judge. And, and then we come to the word judge. The scripture is very clear on this. Judge not that you be judged. That's what I mean being upset. When you start to play God, and you get upset. Now, God is never upset. I don't, not like us. He doesn't survive on, on intimidation. He doesn't, he, he doesn't exist 
on uh, stress, which we do, we have tra- 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 exchanged the love of the Creator in us to become an animal function only when you're emotional. Therefore, I'm coming to the one thing that you may not want to believe. And and if you want to call me, 800-866-8867-3227. No, that's my office. 866-8883 if you want to call me. That was, the, that was my, my office. I just said it a few minutes ago. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Peace of mind doesn't mean to say you give a piece of your mind, which often you do, and you don't understand what I just said. Whenever you are upset, and I was talking to you a few moments ago about the word upset means to turn upside down. And in a, in a human mind, in the human spirit, when you get upset, that word applies. It means you you are motivated by stress. You are manipulated by stress imprinted by stress to turn the relationship you have with common sense, intuitive self that you're born with, to turn it around to that which just does the upsetting. And so the person who is upset is suffering from the same thing that you have, which means he also or she also is upset and then becomes that which, in other words, she starts to listen to and trust whatever it was that allowed her to be upset and make a judgment on somebody. Such a person is full of guilt and anxiety and has to overcome that anxiety. And if it doesn't, it keeps on getting upset and keeps on remaining upset and cannot stop. No matter how much you try, no matter how many drugs you take, no matter how much pleasure and paradise you have on this earth, even the paradise, even the good things that you have to make you feel better actually become an addiction and make you worse. Uh, Did I say that you couldn't have nice things? Yes, God says, seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, and all other things will be added to you. That is clear. That is beautiful. Don't you see? So the question is, what am I talking about? What am I referring to? It has different names. It's getting annoyed. It's getting irrita- irritable. You get your feelings hurt. These are many words meaning one thing, maintaining your, your hypnotic state. Yes, if you are upset, another person enters into you. Now, you can't see all this. You can't see gravity. You can experience it, 
but you can't see it. And, and gravity, you can do all kinds of physics with it. And it will work, but you can't see it, etc. And so it's not nothing, it's there. Gravity is there, you can feel it, but you don't know what it is. I'm saying to you, likewise, that when you get upset, you are spun around in your head, so to speak. I'm trying to find the best way of saying it. You're sort of spun around, and instead of being filled with graciousness and filled with the love of the Creator with which you were born, the fact that the surroundings around you are likely sooner or later, and often sooner than later, but later it gets worse. And, and medicine cannot cure this. It is the beginning of all every kind of disease under the sun, except for 5%, like a snake bite or something like that. It doesn't come into the realm of which I am referring to. And so, do you make an excuse? Oh, if you make an excuse, the excuse is a lie. And the excuse has been given to you, and if it isn't given to you, somebody will love you and excuse you and tell you what a wonderful person you are, that if you don't, you just take it easy and you'll be okay. No, it won't. Nothing can cure it. Nothing can cure it except a, a word called redemption. Redemption from what? Redemption from being upside down. Redemption from being upset and getting your feelings hurt. You're not supposed to have feelings. Excuse me, ex expressing emphasizing something that you think is normal. A human being, you can, if you sit on a hot stove, I get it. Your butt will sting and get cooked for dinner or something like that. And it will be terribly painful. Jesus on the cross and he says, forgive them for that. No, not what they do. And so, that is much more painful than sitting on a hot stove, you must admit. And he didn't hate the hurter. He's giving you an, ex an example. He cries it out. It's so important. Look at me, he's saying. Look at me. I'm broken. I'm beaten. I'm bleeding. I've got nails in me. I'm on the cross. It's the most horrible death you can suffer. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And I'm saying, uh, uh, most people, there are people who can recognize the beauty of that. Because if you're going to die, if any, any time like that, let's say it comes up to you, and somebody puts a gun on your head, the, the secret of your salvation is the likelihood if you found the opposite of being upset, okay, and turn back so your soul is subject to what you had when you were born. And if you can do that, you have to understand the scripture called Be Still and know that I am God and nobody else is and you ain't God either. But you got your own gods. You got gods that put you on a pedestal. You got movie stars that you worship. You got, you've got, you've um, got, uh, what do you call it? I can't find the word for it. But, how can I find the words? You must forgive me. It's so important. You go into you go into a church, and you see 
a graven image. That's what I was looking for, the way to say that. You must not have anything. You shall have no other gods before me. So you can go say to yourself, well, Jesus ha- is in 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 the uh, uh, the building, the the synagogue. <laughs> in the synagogue, can you believe that? Okay, <laughs> but in the church, Jesus could be worshipped as a creation by man, and if you worship that. image, if you worship it, that is dangerous. You shall worship no other god before me. You're not, you're not to make anything out of clay. You must not shape anything except that you find your creator. And he is not seeable. You cannot see him. You do not know what he's like. The only way you know what he looks like to some degree is that we're made in his image. That gives you, he admits to the fact that he made him, he made Adam in his image, etc., etc. So it's very, very dangerous for you to pass a judgment and worship an idol and think that you're doing God a favor, and you think that you're a Christian or whatever the hell you are. Because all over the world, people worship snakes and cows, and, and even, I don't even want to met one, I mentioned one yesterday, I want to take that one back. It's a part of your anatomy that you, you, you use twice a day. And it's in India that they do that. Just hold the line for a minute, will you? We will just continue my thought. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. All right, now, how many people have understood what I've said? Now, I have said one of the things that will kill you, which you, it's very hard for you to grasp, to, ha- to be a person that has no emotions. To emote is to extend to somebody or something. To motivate. It carries the sound of that. Emotion. You, you must not, you must give up or consider the way to exchange emotion which is always negative. Emotion is a feeling you get in your mortal life on earth. Emotions make you happy or they make you angry. And if they make you angry, then you can turn your emotions to happy things, drinking drugs, watching a football match, and screaming your head off, and to, as if you have a little kid playing with toys and going bang bang boom bang, and as if you were controlling the 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 football players while they're playing, and you get ca- carried away and and you forget what a stupid idiot you are. That's it. That's all. That's all. Listen, it's nice to watch a a. a football game, and it's nice to watch tennis, it's nice to do lots of good things, but you've got to be very careful in your enjoyment of anything that it doesn't contain an emotion. I enjoy talking to you on this radio program. I just love what I'm doing, and I can hear when I, make, when I forget a word. It's a little embarrassing, but I don't feel embarrassed. I'm just an old geezer. You can understand I can make mistakes. I can see myself not not remembering what I need to say. But I'm pretty much on the mark right now. That emotion has two sides of it. One of it, it's pleasant. 
pleasure, something that will give you pleasure and make you feel better. And whatever makes you feel better takes you further away from your praiser. Did I say you couldn't laugh? All right, I'll tell you a joke. Did you hear the cannibal who passed his friend in the jungle? Now, that's a joke. <laughs> I'm trying to say I can laugh about that too. Did you hear what I said? Maybe you missed it. I, I told my son that joke. You know, when he was young, and five years later, he's sleeping downstairs, and all of a sudden he's laughing and laughing and laughing. And I said, what's you laughing about? He says, well, the joke you said, have you heard about the tech cannibal who passed his friend in the jungle? Now, that's funny, and you can laugh if you want to. And if you don't get it, you think I'm crazy, but it's a joke. And you can have a good laugh. But you don't want to overcome to become more than a laugh. Get to make it, yes, it can be funny. But you, you can also add an emotion to it. See, and the emotion is not healthy. There's a laughter. And there's, I'm not saying it crying, because sometimes I cry when I remember my father dying. I have a little tear in my eye in front of his grave. I have a hard time holding back my tears. Just a little tear. I understand about that. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about getting so exciting that you burn cars. You've seen it before. And, and that is something that I can speak about. That you get too excited in cheering for the persons that are playing the, the, the party that's, that you bet on or the, your favorite team and this or that. You've got to be very careful. You can enjoy it. But if you get excited, it is a way of, it's a drug. It, it pulls you away from anxiety, and you become addicted, and then you become a helper, and you can scream and yell, and you do this, do that, you scream, get upset, you, I don't know how to express it. Not good. It could be so bad that, that young people get so carried away with a champion that won the team, and especially the best one on the team. They glorify him, and they get excited, and they get so excited they smash windows and, and burn cars. It turns them into animals, and the police have to come. And there's, you understand this. You have to do everything in moderation. And that, and that moderation is to have a good laugh and say, well done, I enjoyed it very much. Now, you say, well, what kind of thing that... But everybody wants that. Everybody wants to scream louder and louder and happier and happier if, if their party is winning in a football match or soccer, whatever it is. And you've got to be very careful when you're entertained when you fall in love with the, with the um, actors, you fall from, from love, what love is all about. But you, you can either enjoy the movie or and say, this is an interesting movie, it's well done, I enjoyed every minute of it, because it has meaning. Or you can have a movie, you can, you can get Mickey Mouse and do all kinds of, there's all kinds of uh, programs videos that are very ghastly and morbid, but then you can feel sorry for them. Or you can get, when, when you have The Walking Dead, you get a thrill. These feelings are meant to make you feel better than you deserve. See? 
make you better than you deserve. It, it's a, an addiction. It's a, it becomes a drug. Everything, I like to have a good joke. See? I do. But I don't, I, I don't put emotion into it. Because the emotion, the, the pleasant emotion, the successful emotion, we I made a lot of money. It, it takes away anxiety for a little while while giving you more anxiety because it makes you feel better than you deserve. And therefore the football game or whatever it is that pleases you and makes you happy and makes you whoopy is become as if a god or power made you, lifted you and made you feel better. Everything that does that is a drug. And even if it isn't a drug, it represents a drug because if your drug is food, you are enjoying the, the you are enjoying your food much too much. And the reason is because when you get upset, see, it begins there and it multiplies. It begins from the separation from the ground of your being and it happens more often than not in your childhood. And so that when you come into the world, you have a relationship with God. It's called intuition. Now, the word intuition, it means exactly what it says. It means tuition from within. Now, you go to school, and what do you get? Do you get intuition, or do you get out-tuition? I say to you, do not send your children to a school that pushes them to get a degree or pushes them to become excitement, excited and, and praise them for what they've done. Because I can tell you a story. As I'm talking to you, I can tell you this story. I, I remember being in uh, just a, a ordinary school in England, and I was about nine years old, and there was a, a project about leverage. You know, you, when you pull on a string, and if you have several little uh, rotational things and you've got, it, you've got it roped in the right way, you can take a, take a small amount of energy and lift something very heavy. And so they gave me what, that to figure out, and I did. And I figured it out right in the whole school, and I remember getting... A dollar, the equivalent to a dollar. It was a lot of money for, for a kid. And when I stood on that platform and everybody cheered, I never wanted to do that again. I said, "Am I why I might don't not want to do this?" The reason why, I it took me years to understand that when I got praise, it robbed me. It's, it praise lifts a person up. And we all look for praise, don't we? We all look to be, to excel in, a ver in everything we do. But it had it different from me. It didn't go away. It didn't go away for years. Why did I, did I not like standing before those people cheering me and making me feel better than I was? I just explained it, didn't I? So you've got to be careful when people love you and put you on a pedestal because they've made you a god. They're the god-maker, greater than the god. And then you become addicted to their service. Oh, here I am again. Happy as can be. Now, here we come back. Let me start 
back to the simple things. If you get infected by a disease that requires very serious um, uh, very serious application to keep you alive, that, that tiny little thing that you cannot see multiplies by itself. Okay. And so, while it multiplies, while it's only just one little, a little seed, that you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't smell it, you can barely see it under a microscope, but as long as it multiplies, and for what some reason you feed it, and not realize, perhaps, let's say, let's say, you are emotional and you become upset about something. Let me make it on a larger scale and, and, and show you how something that's natural becomes unnatural. It's called food. And so why does a person get 500 pounds? You've seen it. Why do you see people walking around plenty of people walking around and dying from disease of eating too much. And you know what that disease is. You lose your legs, you lose your eyes, etc., etc., and you get bigger. And, 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 the, and the reason why you're getting bigger is because the food tastes good. And because it tastes so good, it tastes better than the suffering you've been going through. So you're looking for a feeling. It could be sex. And that shouldn't be addictive. It shouldn't. But in this case, it's the taste of food, and it gives you a feeling. And you can sit down and eat and eat and enjoy. And then after a while... The more you eat, the more digestion you got, and then you go to the cupboard, and then you take Alka-Seltzer, and you have this pain that's worse than it was when it started, but you did enjoy the feeling, and you never forgot that. And as soon as you feel better, you start eating again, and you get fatter and fatter and fatter, and uglier and uglier and uglier, and, but... What you're looking for is not just the fact that you're eating and eating and eating, and that it's that the animals know when to stop. The animals know when to stop. They have the common sense, because if a pigeon would eat too much, it wouldn't be able to get off the ground, and so therefore this is a dead pigeon. I I don't know if it understands that, but intuitively I'm making a point. You eat yourself to death. You drink yourself to death. Don't you see that? Because it's feeling that takes away the anxiety for a little while. But up comes the devil each time. Listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. So, what I'm saying, I'm putting all these things together. Anything, anything that makes you feel good, let's say murder, let's, good at, let's take it way out. I tell you that when you're angry and when you're upset, you have anxiety. And the anxiety is the distance between what you were when you were a child, the loss of innocence, the very, mo- very moment that your parents upset you, the very moment you saw the injustice all around you, and then it hurts you, 
and it's in, and it's intended to hurt you because the people that hurt you, the kids at school that uh, will um, pee all over you and degrade you, it's designed that they can't help what they're doing. They got that at home. They had it done to you, so they, the tendency is not to be able to do it to the person that does it who's bigger than themselves, but they have to do unto others what was done to, to, to them. They have to extend what was done to them, and then they become part of a system. And that is true and why we need to have virtue. Virtue is the ability, is the gift, the ability to deal with anything with our emotion. Now, the value of that is this, is that when a person tries to upset you, he's only trying to get rid of the pain of anguish and, and s suppressed emotions. And therefore, he has become that which hated he hated, and the hate caused the thing that upset him to get inside of him. And therefore, he has got two um, options. To go on being an appeaser, to keep the peace, but there is no peace. You're worshipping the wrong God. Okay, we'll be right back. Peter in Canada. I'm glad to have a call every now and then. Hello, Peter. Oh, uh, hi, Roy. Uh, I I've listened to you like 10 years ago, and now I'm calling because uh, I'm having this um, this anxiety that uh, overcomes me, and um, I I don't I just don't know what it what it is, and it's I don't know. It's making me feel like um. Uh, 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 I, yeah. I'm listening. Um, uh, you're becoming an old geezer like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep keep the, keep up the thought. Make it um, simple. Make it make it simple. Um, I I think there's um something um inside me, um. It's stopping you from speaking, isn't it? I think so. Uh, you, you're possessed. Uh, uh, you, in other words, you have an identity inside you. Uh, You've been listening to my program this, this evening? It's since, yeah, since I was uh, 14. Yeah, but this evening I was speaking about something special. And I said, okay. anything that makes you feel better becomes your God. So if, you, if you're if you on drugs and you have anxiety, which you probably have, the tendency no, is... What? I'm um, sorry. Uh, nothing really makes me feel better. I just... I can't stop this. It just keeps coming back. I, there's no... There's nothing that can keep this feeling down. Uh, I'm not following you. I'm trying to... I'm listening on earphones. I'm not getting what you're saying. Oh, there's just uh, something, uh, something inside me. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it's doing. It, it is an identity. It's not you. Do you remember I've said before that when you come into the, world, into the world, you have an intuition. Intuition gives you, if if it's not, if you're not messed with, if you're not intimidated as a child, which you mostly are, by the culture. You're forced to have the culture, and you're forced to go to school. You're forced. You, 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 the trial and tribulation of your crazy parents, and most parents are crazy. I have to tell you. Um, I feel, I feel guilt. Yeah, yeah. You're feeling guilt because you've had. Because let me say this. I just want to add what you keep missing. I add this: when you come into the world as a child vulnerable you come into the culture and the culture cruel as it is crazy as it is pressure as it is stress as it is 
as you become aware of it. And even if you're not aware of it, if you're a six-month-old baby and you and you've been hurt and 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 beaten, and even though you you're not even aware of it consciously, the the body of your little child's body will react, and you will never remember that something has got inside you that now pretends to be you. You have, when you came into this world, like everybody else, every child, every person ever lived, is suffering from the same kind of problem you have. And so some people will never remember, because it was so early, that they lost, that they lost because of emotion. Emotion to a child, still then. And that they are, they will, at some point, they will become aware, and then it gets worse. And and then you begin to lose confidence in yourself. You start to doubt yourself. Because emotions, pressures, school, angry, t- angry parents, angry t- teachers, a, a mother that loves you too much, and turns you toward hate your father, etc., etc. It's all there, and sooner or later, you're going to get upset. And sooner or later, you're going to be as you get older, you stand in your parents' shoes. So I ask you now: Who do you hate? Who do you resent in your formative uh, years? In your formative years. Uh, um. It's my hard brother, to say, huh? My brother. Uh, are you crying? Yeah, I'm crying. What are you crying about, please? Um, I, I, I think I need to like release something inside me. <laughs> uh, who do you, who did you resent most in your family? Your mother, your father. Who did you oh, resent? All of them. All of them. All of them. Oh, I see. So you were a very bright kid, weren't you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I say yes. I say yes, you were very bright. So much so that the rest of your family that's broken, your brothers, your sisters, the butchers, the bakers, the candlestick makers, but everybody in your family did one or two things, praised you, and well, but, but in praising you, secretly, yeah, secretly resenting you. In other words, they want to want to take the take take the role of God in telling you how wonderful you are, and the teacher does the same thing, which is a no-no. I, I told you a little story just a little while ago while you were listening. I I I was able to do a, do a an experiment. And I got a I got a, a, a silver dollar, a crown on or half a crown. It was it's it's silver, and I stood in front of five hundred kids, and everybody clapped and everything else. And after that, I felt uncomfortable. People telling me how wonderful I am and clever I am. That's not healthy. But I wasn't mature enough at the time to know how to deal with it. What I was what I was experiencing. I say to you that people can get jealous of you, and they, at the same time they can pretend to to like you and put you on a pedestal. I, if if anybody puts on the, me on a pedestal, I won't be able to help them, but I won't allow myself to be put on a pedestal. If people would tell me how wonderful I am, say thank you, and I let it go, no emotion. Or it's okay for it's okay for people to do it whether they have a good intention or not, it doesn't make any difference. You're not supposed to, not supposed to be the extension of that, that, that pleasantry, see, that lift, because the drug pusher lifts also. Anything can be a drug. And I say to you that, is it true that you resented your mother? Or loved your mother, which is it? 
It's any one of the two. Do you um, remember? Do you do you remember how your mother was? Yeah, she was. She like coddled me, and I, I kind of didn't like it because I didn't grow up like I didn't grow up like a, as a strong person. I don't think so. In other words, you're addict, you're addicted to your mother's approval. I'm addicted to approval for some reason. I don't know. Well, what are you crying for then? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't talk about my feelings much. What? What was that you said? Oh, I, I just, uh, I get emotional when I talk about my feelings. Yes, but your feelings about who? Uh, uh, my feelings. No, they're not. It's an identity. There's an, there's another self inside you other than you posing as you, and you've never known your real self. Oh, man. You have conflict, and you don't know what the conflict's all about. You try to be the best person. I know you want to be the best person, but the best person, the more you try to be good, two things happen. Nobody appreciates you and betrays you. Or people love it, and they love it, and then you love them, and you feel obligated to do nice things for them because they love you, or they seem to love you, but they're playing with you, and they, and even they, they don't know that, they don't know, really know what they're doing. The average person does not know how to be in a, a perfect, a perfect person. I'm saying to you, Use the, the, the meditation, the seven-minute meditation. Go to my website, fhu.com. Can you write that down? fhu.com. And do you have an iPhone? Yes. Okay. So put, the, put your earphones on and copy it. It's free. Do it for three or four days and call me back. And I assure you that we'll have a much better conversation and you will be a lot better. A lot better. If it's going to teach you one simple thing, be still and find God again. That intuitive origin of every human being. Okay, say goodbye to my friend. And that's the best I can do for him right now. He's too broken and not able to express himself and not able to share with me. See, because as you get better, as you listen to my voice, and then having done the seven-minute meditation and having turned you around, so instead of your monkey brain and the people who teach your monkey brain and intimidate that monkey brain so you react like a monkey in conflict with a human. If I can turn you around again, and so to make you realize you have redemption within the framework of your intuition that in which you were born. And once that light comes in, you and I can have a nice talk together. And it won't take long before you get completely cured. And being completely cured is a continuum. That basically is a scientific language. It it goes on and on like gravity, a continuum. And so what we're looking for is the continuum. God's love is the continuum of his graciousness to you. He takes away your feelings because feelings come from the dark side of the force. When you go into a pub and you get a shot of brandy because you have anxiety, then the person behind the counter is part of of hell on this earth. 
and he makes a living by your dying. I wouldn't be caught dead with being that person that serves you. But also your wife can serve you from food and make, again, make you your favorite food and get a big, a good feeling from it. And the feeling itself, man loves you for that. But you put him on a pedestal and made him feel better. You're not supposed to indulge in anything. You have to do everything with moderation. And that is what's necessary. You can't look for feelings in place of redemption. Okay, program number is 8982. 8982, okay. If you want to get a copy of this, but I want to continue. I don't want to forget what I'm about to say. And so, what I'm looking for, what you're looking for, is a realm. There's a dark realm, and that is what you experience when you come into culture, and especially culture as it is today in America. It's horrible. And you can hardly escape it. And you always have to look for something to make you feel better. And everything that makes you feel better is making you worse. doesn't matter what it is. And it gets, you get hungrier and hungrier for it. And, it, and the pleasure that you get from it, being hungrier and hungrier, is a, a bigger, a stronger feeling. But after the strong feeling wears off, you have a bigger guilt, a bigger anxiety, until you want to go crazy, because you can go anywhere you want. And wherever you go, it will be the same thing. Everything. A new car. Uh, a car worth a billion dollars. Oh, wow. I forgot I got a $50 million car. Oh, that's not such thing as a, I don't think it's a million dollar car, but the point is, I'm exaggerating. Anything that makes you feel better is addictive. Anything, 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 even a joke, can make you laugh. And somebody can make it knowing that you need to be cheered up and give you a joke to cheer you up. But if it does that, you become addicted to the person who gives it to you. Now, I can hear a good joke. I told you a little joke just a little while ago. You can have a little chuckle. Did you hear about the cannibal who passed his friend in the jungle? Now, that's funny, isn't it, really? So you can have a little ch chuckle and then go on with your life. But it can't have an emotion in it. And then the person who can tell you that joke can make you really roar with laughter, and you love that so much, and he becomes your favorite uh, uh, manipulator. <laughs> it was a real thing. Entertainer. Entertain make, gives you, the entertainer, you, you give them money, to help you feel better. And there's only so much they can do. And they eventually commit suicide and get drunk. And when you, you listen to the news, you'll see that in Hollywood, they're all crazy and upside down, most of them, except with a few exceptions. And they're all on drugs. Nearly all of them are on drugs and, and sex and all kinds of filth. Yet, and they get a lot of money. And they have no character. See? And many of them have to, have to take, you know, what people take in order to get better. There is no cure. Because if you get cured from drugs, you, get, you start to get cured of other things. There's no cure from it. it, it only on one condition, that you realize that you're on the wrong track, and looking for love and looking for feelings is not going to fix you. 
it, it will poison you. And, that be, and the poison began with a little tiny irritation. I'll give you a little story. Because when I was on a TV program many, many years ago, I gave a very interesting uh, example. I, I got the guests to say, put, put your hand out, and I'm going to hit you on your, I'm going to tap you on the back of your hand and make, make it smart just a little bit, if that's all right. He says, okay. I'm, I'm explaining what to him what I've been trying to say to you, and I say, and I make this point. This is a true story, and I have a video of it. But let me explain it, because you can't see it. This is radio. I saw a little gave him a little slap on the back of his hand. I said, how does it feel? Does it sting? He says, yeah, just a little bit. I said, how do you feel? He said, okay. I said, okay. Now you're in a bus, and someone gives you a, nu- a nudge, or blows cigarette smoke in your face just a little bit accidentally, maybe accidentally. And you get an irritation, and you don't say anything. You're dead. You're the, it's the beginning of death, right there. And lots of little things like that can become very big things, and make you and make you sicker and sicker. So you, after a while, you begin to smoke. Yes, or after a while, you 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 act in such a way somebody has to hit you. And then you're justified in judging them. And that judgment makes you feel better. It gets very, very complicated. What I'm asking you to do is to be not of this world. Not, be not of the world. You are of the world if you're emotionally responding to the world, whether it's too much pleasure or too much pain. What you need is salvation. Redemption, and redemption can come from a little thing called, I, it, the name of it in the, in, in the Bible is be still, be still, and know I am God. Now what does that mean? And nobody knows what that means, but it's the beginning of becoming perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect, because when he puts himself in in you and through you. The stress factor that animals flourish in, so to speak, and exist and must have, will be taken from you. So when you see a beautiful thing, you see a beautiful thing. And it gives you an understanding. It must be a God behind that. How did that flower grow? How did the blade of grass grow? You start to look around you, and you begin to just feel free from emotion. And so the energy of another person is neutralized by some invisible force and gives you freedom. Um, please call the office, 800-877-3227. Or, if you have used the meditation, we still know it's only $10, and if you can't afford it, it's the whole, it's the whole thing. There's nothing more you, there's, you can do. Be still and know. Ask for that. Okay. And, and then there's the, the seven-minute meditation, which is only ten minutes, but it's no, no religious words in it, but it will bring you back to God. It's 800-877-3227. And the, and the, the, the address is Post Office Box 1000, France Pass, Oregon, 97528. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.